Indiana is supermajority controlled by Republicans. So it has nothing to do with Democrats killing it. It has everything to do with Republican Senate leadership. They wouldn't even take a vote on it. Wouldn't even allow it. (laughs) to come for its second reading. Hey everybody, welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. My name is Amber Archer, your hometown missionary. Back again here with my hometown husband. (laughs) We have a lot to talk about today. (laughs) Um, I've never had that introduction before. Okay, so we I want to be husband prime. Husband prime? Oh, yes. like Optimus Prime? Husband Prime is roll him out. Oh my gosh. Okay, we have a lot to cover today. <laughs> I've been in the travel world for way too long. You guys, we were just on the road, so we just got back. Here we are, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Loving it. So we've got cancel culture continuation happening. Um, update on Indiana SB 288. Nebraska short-term mission trip for us. Yes. Um, oh, and we got public screening of our movie Inwood Drive. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so where do you want to start? Well, let's start with cancel culture. Oh, go ahead. This is that's you. This is always fun. This this is probably going to affect us and Inwood Drive. So and this is interesting because, well, okay. So to kind of let people in little inside baseball here on on how how the film industry works in the streaming world okay um usually films have a distributor that takes the film and puts it out onto into various theaters or tv channels etc and then there's films like ours (laughs) then there's Um, films like inwood drive now let's to to be fair we had we were just going down the road for theatrical release of this film. That's true. And then the COVID hit. That's true. But then there's the fact that we made a film about an abortionist. Well, so now you're in hot water. <laughs> so you've heard lots of, we've told you a lot of these stories. Um, so as m- many of you probably know, we have the film available on Vimeo on demand and also on Amazon. Prime, we we moved it to Prime. Right, on as a Prime video title. Actually, and, a thousand people watched it last month. Really? Yeah. So interesting. So, um, the way that that works, Amazon, believe it or not, is basically the only major tech outlet, streaming outlet, that still allows uh, individual title holders to. Come to them with an individual title. Right. Independent film. Independent film. So, um, in other words, if you want to go to, let's say, Netflix, for example, which we have no interest in being on Netflix because they promote uh, pedophilia, among other things. But if you want to go to Netflix, you can't just take your one film to Netflix. They won't even talk to you. You have to be represented by either an agent or what's called an aggregator. And aggregators are like clearinghouse agencies right and you get put into a bundle right and the aggregators basically they make their money by conforming your film files to the specific specifications of whatever platform you're going to Mm -hmm. so all of these streaming outlets you have to go through some kind of gatekeeper except for amazon Mm -hmm. and amazon has been 
very open with this, which is why there's so much content on Amazon. Yeah. Which is why we ended up putting Inwood Drive on Amazon because we didn't have to go through an agent. We didn't have to go through a distributor. We could go direct. Mm -hmm. And the program is called Prime Video Direct. And so that's how we got it in there. I mean, if you can, if you can uh, pass the tech specs, specs right, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and give them the correct files, which we can because yeah. we have a production facility. So that's why we did that. Well, just last early last week, I get an article uh, sent to me. And this is interesting because this apparently took place several weeks ago. And as as uh, people who have a film title on Amazon Prime, I don't recall getting any notice about this from Amazon. Um, it is it it is on. If you log on and try to upload anything else, there is a um, disclaimer. I know, but they didn't tell. They didn't tell no, us. No, <laughs> they didn't tell any of us that are on. So. Uh, let me just, this is from IndieWire. Amazon Prime Video Direct and the dystopian decision to stop accepting documentaries. <laughs> now, uh, when Amazon made a unilateral decision in early February to stop accepting documentaries and short films via Prime Video Direct, uh, a policy that also covers slideshows, vlogs, podcasts, tutorials, film conferences, monologues, toy play, music videos, and voiceover gameplay. The announcement also served as a quiet purge. Amazon also has been dropping long-running documentary titles from the service with stakeholders receiving no warning or context for the decisions. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it goes on to talk about how this is, and this is typical of Amazon, I'm afraid, where they make this decision in their glass bubble and then just start deleting people. And what was the, the Clarence Thomas film? Yeah, the new one just about our Supreme Court justice. Yeah, they pulled it. They pulled his. <laughs> they pulled his film during, during Black History during Month. Black History Month, and the, the Clarence Thomas film has gotten a lot of a lot of advertising. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, I haven't watched it. I I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, so. no, I'm sad that I don't get to. Well, yeah, meh. but it, this is cancel culture run amok. Mm -hmm. So they've just started going in and randomly deleting films because and and they don't tell them. They don't tell the the uh the producers that their films have been deleted well they're not deleted it just there's a for people who trying to watch the film there's a message that says unavailable in your area oh is that it yeah <laughs> unavailable in your area which is like the planet earth not available maybe if you log in from mars um, they're working on it i yeah. mean hey so um we expect that yeah that it will disappear from in Amazon. due time oh yeah at some point, it doesn't wouldn't surprise us at all. So, uh, if you, you want to watch it, if you want to watch it on Amazon, I would do it now because it's we available just, for, for free on Prime. We uh, we just frankly have no idea. There's yeah. no one at Amazon that we can call and ask. Yeah, and they haven't exactly been forthcoming with things. Let's not poke the bear. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call on. them and say, "Hey, I dare you to take that one down." Oh, anyway, so. so now back to Indiana and local news. And local news in Indiana. So what in the world happened with SB 288? So if you guys remember, Indiana, there's been legislation in several states trying to repeal the obscenity exemptions that allow obscene material into classrooms and libraries. That allow criminal obscenity into the classrooms and libraries. Right. 
So um, we went, Mark went down to the Indianapolis State House and recorded testimony there. And ultimately, it passed through committee Mm -hmm. to be heard onto the Senate floor where it promptly died. Now, it made it through its first reading with with an amendment, Mm -hmm. went to second, second reading, second reading, and it died. Yeah. And we still can't really, we still don't know exactly what happened. Um, our understanding is that what, what it could have been is that this was, well, okay. We know that it goes to Senate leadership. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Indiana Senate and House of Representatives, Indiana is supermajority controlled by Republicans. So it has nothing to do with Democrats killing it. It has everything to do with Republican Senate leadership. They wouldn't even take a vote on it. Wouldn't even allow it to come for its second reading. Yeah. We were watching it live and we just sat there and went, what in the world is happening? Mm -hmm. Because um, Senator Toms, who authored the bill, just got up and and said, I know there's a lot of you who've worked on this who are watching the live stream, and I just want to say thank you, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and we'll try again next year. Yeah. Well, at least at least he said he was going to, that, you know, mm-hmm. he's not going anywhere, and he's going to bring it back. But but let me just point out, I, so I was reading through a Liberty University law review um, all about these obscenity exemptions. So materials deemed harmful to minors are welcomed into classrooms and libraries via educational obscenity exemptions. And this um, was a review, a law review written by Dr. Judith Reisman and Mary McAllister, who we met that we'll talk about here shortly Mm -hmm. in Nebraska while on our short term missions trip. So in in just a section of this law review, so that people understand what obscenity exemptions are, these obscenity exemptions are recognized in at least 44 states and the District of Columbia and have given a license to those seeking to sexually indoctrinate children impeded by the equivalent of movie ratings or warning labels. Even the most diligent parent who forbids their child to attend an R-rated movie, purchase an M-rated video game or music with a parental advisory warning, lose the battle for their child's mind when they drop them off at school where even more graphic sexual materials are presented as part of the school curriculum. And that, my friends, is what we're talking about with obscenity exemptions. Mm. And there have been, how many, were there nine? Nine different states trying to repeal the obscenities. It died in Texas. Mm-hmm. It's now died in Indiana. And we were just I in- think I think Florida is on the list. And they're, I think, just getting ready to start their legislative session. So we'll I'll be interested to see. Yeah. I mean, we have, we, there, we have a, a few friends watching it. Um, and, and we'll see. Yeah. So for those of you who have called and written your representatives in Indiana and have been praying about this, I want to thank you for your efforts. And as soon as we have a good explanation as to what happened, uh, we'll let you know. It'll certainly be in the film mm-hmm. uh, because I'm real curious now yeah. what happened because that it was there was no explanation for it. It mm. just, in the middle of the night, something happened something nefarious happened and it just got yanked. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. The Lord is in control. The Lord's in control. We'll (laughs) find out and we will let you know. Yeah. So, um, a few States away then is Nebraska. 
Yes. So any uh, so we went to Nebraska last mm-hmm. week because on Friday morning, uh, LB two eight two was being introduced in Nebraska, mm-hmm. and so interesting side note. So Nebraska, I think, is the only state with a unicameral legislative structure. And I got I just got to say it has been fascinating to dig into the politics and see how all of this stuff works mm-hmm. and how we get bills the way that we do. <laughs> so, unicameral means they only have a Senate. Mm-hmm. There is no House of Representatives, it's just a Senate. And so, well, the reason why we wanted to go and document what was happening in Nebraska was because there's a pretty good chance, I'd say as good a chance as any, if not better, that that this legislation could pass mm-hmm. in Nebraska. Because to they, repeal the obscenity. To repeal their obscenity exemptions. Mm-hmm. It's virtually identical to SB 288 mm-hmm. in Indiana. Yeah. The, and the reason it's virtually identical is because all of the state codes are virtually identical because they all were put in place based on the model penal code back in the 60s and Mm -hmm. 70s. Um, So it's virtually identical language state to state. And so LB 282 in Nebraska was introduced in committee on Friday morning. And that was a fascinating thing. That was a fascinating. (laughs) So tell us, tell us about, because you went to the state house first Mm -hmm. and then the girls and I came. Yes. After just was, just an hour later. Right. So and we and we were in I've never been to Nebraska before. No, it was a fun trip. And we were staying in Omaha. Uh-huh. And uh the state capital is Lincoln, which mm-hmm. is about an hour away. Yeah. Omaha's a really cool city. All these old structural it, it was it was just really neat. Yeah. And it was funny because we you know, we said, well, between Indiana and Nebraska it all pretty much looks like Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's they got a little, few more hills, but I, I really liked Nebraska mm-hmm. and the, a lot of Iowa. Mm-hmm. Iowa is just an endless state. So, so what happened at the state house that morning? So that morning uh, went in, and uh, again, you're never sure. Um, you know, when you go into these situations, it's not like you have contracts. You know, yes, mm-hmm. we're allowed to go in or you're going, you're going in based on someone's word over the telephone. Sometimes right. you're going in just blind. Yeah. Right. In Indianapolis. And I sometimes went, you get told no and you right, have to leave. <laughs> right. And in Indianapolis, I was told, no, you're not coming in. And then I was told, yes, you can. Yeah. So in Nebraska, I called ahead of time and they said, sure, you can come in. But then you're thinking, but I've also heard this before. So anyway, in the end. Um, I went in and they knew who I, who I was and were expecting me and they gave me a spot to stand over in the corner. And, uh, I did think it was funny. Um, there's, there was a, a snarky little news guy, right. (laughs) Who came in right after me and set up his camera right next to mine Uh and hassling you, huh? He was hassling me. He did not like, did not like that somebody Somebody else, you know, that he didn't know was kind of infringing on his space. (laughs) And I had gotten there first. And he was telling me, oh, you can't stand there. You can't do this. You can't do that. Then he's giving me a hard time about my wireless microphone. (laughs) Right. I put my wireless mic on the table 
so that I can, you know, get good audio. And I come back and I ask the girl, you know, is this okay here? She said, yeah, it's totally fine. I go back there and this little snarky guy, you're not allowed to have your microphones out. They never let us have our microphones out on the table. You have to have your microphone on your camera back here, just like I do. Adventures in filmmaking. And I said, well, I guess we'll see. And then, boom, they started and nobody said anything. And boy, was he mad <laughs> after that. <laughs> Faith, family, and filmmaking. <laughs> he was mad, mad, mad <laughs> that I got to have my microphone there. Well, I think it was it was really interesting because the night before, we were invited um, to their local coalition and got to, to hang out and mm-hmm. talk to people there. I think what's really interesting is just to see the church, Big C Church at work. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life, everybody standing up and saying enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And it was just so encouraging to see people of like mind. And from all different walks of life. Really, truly. Truly. (laughs) And um, it's just been very encouraging. It's been been encouraging crisscrossing the country here the last month or two now and and just meeting all of these people you guys i i don't know what else to say other than the church is alive and well and growing stronger and more bold every day mm-hmm. the pockets of it are growing stronger yeah. and more bold there's there's an awful lot of them that are still asleep but um i think the the fire is really catching it's very mm-hmm. contagious yeah it was pretty amazing and it was it was, uh, you realize that you're just with like-minded individuals mm-hmm. there. And it's, you just love each other. I mean, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't know, literally, we we had never met any of these people. But to just sit down, you felt like you were just old friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, every one of them, everyone, there were, what, 20 of us? Mm-hmm. Just, it was incredible. Yeah, everybody, everybody from a state senator mm-hmm. all the way down to, People like us who really have nothing. We're just outsiders. You know, I mean, drifters, the drifters. We literally had just, you know, come in from what, 10, 11 hours in a minivan. Yeah. And that was, we're just here for the pizza. <laughs> oh, so, so that was yeah. our short term mission trip. It was very fruitful. Mm-hmm. We ended up with more than we bargained for because oh my, yes. we were able to um, collect three other interviews while we were there. And and also the the testimonies at the state um, at the state house. Mm-hmm. So thank you to the senator who allowed us to use his office. I truly appreciated that. Yeah, we took over a senator's office for <laughs> like two, at least two hours. Yeah, <laughs> and it was funny because we were we were in between interviews and he came in. Yeah, and I was standing there by the door and he came in and and he looks and he goes, "What's going on in here?" <sighs> and I said, "Oh, we're just we're just filming. Do you need in here?" And he go he looks at me and he goes. Is it important? And I just look and I kind of, I could tell he was being a smart aleck. And I said, it's very important. He goes, yes. He goes, we'll continue on then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was very nice. I I knew when I saw that he had an autographed picture of Alan Keyes on his wall. Yeah. And his Make America Great Again hat. Yeah. I knew we were in the right place. Right. (laughs) Okay. So that wraps up the update for that. And now. We have an update about Inwood Drive. Inwood Drive is going to finally see the light of day at a public screening. I know it's hard to believe. It's been a year. 
It has it has been a year. It is like literally because of the shutdown, mm-hmm. nobody has been able to meet. And so we are excited. This is the first public screening mm-hmm. that's going to be out there. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you remember, we finished Inwood Drive and we were ready to start releasing the film and then the whole world shut down and all the theaters shut down and then we like everybody else we're trying to get it to streaming and we couldn't and because just basically the, the lines were all full mm-hmm. but now finally we've got uh, a couple of avenues opening up and so would you like to give them the details yeah so saint francis university in fort wayne their students for life chapter contacted us and asked if they could hold a public screening and if we would be interested in coming for a Q&A session afterwards. Yeah. And so, of course, we would say yes. So if you are in the Fort Wayne area and would like to come March 17th, doors open at 530 and the, the um, movie starts at six mm-hmm. and we'll be up on stage for a Q&A afterwards. Mm-hmm. So mark your calendars. And the more information I get, I know there will be more information. I know they've mm-hmm. got some coming. So it's. Yeah going to be exciting and there's no cost yep no cost it's a free uh, free entry event um hosted by students for life of saint francis university mm-hmm. and uh yeah we're looking forward to it what age group would you say that is it is it appropriate for when i think about parents and they have kids mm-hmm. could would, could they bring their kids well our kids have all seen it our kids have all seen it i mean it's not so uh, inwood drive despite the subject matter um, I mean, there's, there's no vulgarity. No. There's nothing graphic. No. Disgust. Um. It's a very PG movie. I would, I would say, yeah. It would it's get, just, it's just the subject matter. It depends on how much, you know, they, of course they do talk about abortion. So it just depends yeah. on, you know, do your kids understand what abortion is? Yeah. It's, it's Our kids are two, eight and 11 and they've all seen it. Yeah. They've all seen it multiple times. Multiple times. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> You know, we just have that rule that it it has to it has to pass the the home test. Yeah, for us, mm-hmm. uh, at least with Inwood Drive, that, that was what it was, and we went to great lengths to make sure there were some interesting uh, interactions with Klopfer and some things that yeah. that I probably would have liked to put in in a more adult oriented version. Of but the he, film. he was but just a little vulgar. He was just a little overly vulgar. Yeah. And because there, there's always that, that dividing line when it's a documentary and you think, well, I want people to know who this man really is, mm-hmm. but do you really have to hear all of his vulgarity to mm-hmm. understand what a vulgar man he is? Yeah. And so we made the decision to keep it clean, keep it clean, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which we did. So age group, I would say, you know. Teen, teenagers and up and if yeah. you if you have kids that you have had these discussions with i would say bring them along i think parents you know the appropriateness mm-hmm. uh, that your children can handle yeah, they are your children they after all. are your children so you guys thank you so much for joining us today we look forward to talking to you again on thursday and if you have any questions of course you can always send us a message at mark and amber at fearlessfeatures.org and don't forget to check out fearlessfeatures.org where you can search the archives and listen to more of the show have a wonderfully blessed day talk to you on thursday Mm